Sofía Vergara, a Colombian actress playing Gloria in Modern Family, once said, Do you even know how smart I am in Spanish? See, there is so much we can miss out on a person when we don't know their language or their, or their culture. We will never know how smart, funny, or insightful they can be. For those of us who know the difficulty of speaking two or more languages and how difficult it is to have to translate everything in our brains, we know that when we want to speak from the heart, we always choose our first language to do so. And Pope Francis is not an, an exception. Last year, I had the huge blessing of representing our country, all the young people in the United States, in a lunch with Pope Francis in World Youth Day Panama. And it was 10 of us, 10 young people from all over the world. And since I was the only young person who was fully bilingual, Pope Francis asked me to translate for him because he wanted to speak in his native language. He wanted to make sure that we young people will understand what he had to say. And he wanted to make sure that he will understand what we had to share with him. One of the many things I learned during that lunch is that Pope Francis is very personal. And he really cares about young people. And he speaks from the heart but truly for, from the heart, making real connections between life experiences, the scriptures, and church documents. So it is not a surprise that Pope Francis decided to write his post-synodal apostolic exhortation, Christus Vivit, in Spanish. But Pope Francis doesn't only let us talk, or didn't let us talk, during and before the Synod process, but also after the Synod process. Last year, in June 2019, it's already 2020, in June 2019, 250 young people from all over the world were chosen to go to Rome for a post-Synodal Youth Forum because Pope Francis wanted to hear from them what what was happening in the world, how this document was being received. So my good friend Brian Rood and I represented our country in this conversation. And it was amazing to hear how the document, such a beautiful document, was being received in different countries according to their own social and ministry realities. But one of the things that impressed me the most was this comment from, from one representative from Costa Rica. At one point, she took the mic and she planted herself and with such confidence, she said, Christus Vivet for Latin America comes to affirm our ministry work for 51 years. And of course, my reaction was roll, rolling my eyes at her and thinking like, way to brag, you know, congratulations, Latin America. But immediately after, I questioned myself, why is it that this document, it's affirming their work of 51 years, but it has represented a challenge for us in the United States in some ways. So Christos Vivet was wrote in Spanish, 
And Pope Francis has been working under the Latin American methodology pretty much his whole life. So there are things that have been lost in translation. Content that has been lost in translation. And I want to share with you three things, just three things, that I believe change the conversation. First, the urgency to become one community to serve all young people. In paragraph 29, Pope Francis talks about Jesus in his childhood being very close to the entire community, the entire community. And so he talks and he, he, he reflects on the caravan, right? When Jesus and Joseph and Mary are in the caravan. And then, but something we see here is that in the Spanish, it says that Jesus se movía gustosamente entre la familia ampliada que incluía a los parientes y amigos. But then in the translation into English, it says the relatives of his parents and their friends. Like if Jesus was not close to the entire community in the caravan, but if he was close only to his nuclear family. And Pope Francis, what he's saying in all this paragraph is, Jesus was not an isolated child. He knew every member in the community, and the community knew him. For him, even friends and neighbors were his family. So what Pope Francis is saying is, the caravan is not only those I'm blood related to, but those I walk among. Pope Francis, I think Pope Francis gets this idea of the caravan and the entire community because he grew up in Latin America. And me growing up in Mexico, I, I, I know how it is to play in the streets freely, to know the neighbor that lives like five, six houses from you, you know? And I experienced the same feeling when I went to Liberia uh, last summer. The neighbors knew each other. There was this lady who was schooling a kid and I'm like, oh, is that your child? And she said, oh no, that's somebody's child in the neighborhood. I'm like, okay. Um, but for us in the United States, unfortunately, many times that is not a reality. Many times we don't even know the name of our neighbors. Many times we don't know the dreams and the challenges of the children in the neighborhood or those we teach in the schools. And what is worse, those who are part of our own parishes. So it is time for us to take ownership of that community we are in Christ. And it is time for us to take ownership of the care of all young people, including, including those we don't know, including those in our schools, in our neighborhoods, and even at work. Young people, meaning youth and young adults. The care of young people is not only the responsibility of the parents and the youth and young adult ministers, but it is the responsibility of every single one of us because all of us are part of the same caravan. The second point that I want to talk about today with you is in chapter seven from paragraph 230 to paragraph 238, Pope Francis talks and uses this whole section to talk about what he titles 
una pastoral popular juvenil, which is translated into English as popular youth ministry. First of all, every time that Pope Francis talks about jóvenes, or uses the word jóvenes, he means youth and young adults. He means young people. For us in the United States, when we say youth ministry, we refer to the adolescents, the teenagers, right? So the other point that is mistranslated in this sentence is the word popular. In the United States, popular has a connotation of pop culture. But in the Latin American methodology, when we talk of pastoral popular, pastoral popular, we talk about a ministry that takes life, takes life for, within, and from the people. Meaning that the ministry and its methodology is born in the places where those in the peripheries live, where they live, not in offices, not in classrooms, but where they live. And Pope Francis tells us that those in the peripheries, those who live in the, in the streets, those who are in prison, and even the unchurch, have the same leadership potential as you and I do. Even if they might not have a college degree or theological background, but they have the same leadership potential. Because he tells us that we need to believe that these people living in the peripheries who are not in our churches, in our ministries, that they ha they've already been bestowed by God with gifts and talents. And so Paul Francis tells us, open spaces for them. Open spaces for popular ministry. But when he talks about spaces, he says, make them feel welcome. He's not talking about colorful walls and couches or bringing the best national speaker. He's not talking about that. He is talking about giving the opportunity to the people and believing their potential, giving them the opportunity to allow the Holy Spirit to move in them and for them to do what the Holy Spirit asks of them with the gifts they already have. Not because we train them, not because we equip them with talents that we think are appropriate or require of a leader in the church. But because those are the talents that God has given them. So when we have this in mind, then we can translate popular youth ministry into grassroots ministry with young people. With young people, not for young people. This means that we walk with the young people. And many times, this means that we have to break our structures, that we have to change our methodology and the ways we are accustomed to. Now, this does not mean that we are gonna challenge dogma. This is that thing has nothing to do with dogma. It has nothing to do about challenging leadership roles. It's about recognizing that the Holy Spirit moves freely and that we cannot contend the Holy Spirit 
with our programs and our structures and our own timelines. This means that we allow the Holy Spirit to move from the bottom up, from the bottom up. And so Pope Francis says, we need to develop ministers who are able to create popular youth ministry, pastoral popular. We need popular leaders, he says in chapter seven. Popular leaders. But let's face it, let's face it. Currently, the formation programs we have many times in our parishes and our diocese and even universities, we are training ministers to serve evangelized people and to serve those who are already in the parishes, not those who are in the trenches, not those who are in the peripheries. We are fishing in the tank. We are fishing, or we are teaching our ministers to fish in the tank. And so Pope Francis says, no, we need to teach, to have ministers, to teach ministers that the focus is on the people. So that way, the popular leaders can recognize prophets where God has already planted them way before we even consider serving them. The third point is the methodology, the Latin American methodology of to see, to discern, to act. The Synod on Youth was, the process of the Synod on Youth followed this methodology and Christus Vivere itself is organized under this methodology and Pope Francis alludes to the methodology throughout the document. For example, on paragraph 41, Pope Francis invites us, urges us to acoger the dreams of the young people. And the word acoger is translated into English as to respond. Acoger is actually to embrace to embrace the dreams of the young people, not to respond to the dreams of the young people. Because when a child cries, we can just give them a lollipop. And so we are responding to the crying. Or we can ignore the child as he cries, and so we are responding. But when we embrace the cry of the child, we take the time and we are patient enough to calm down and try to see why that child is crying. What's going on with him and how can we help the child? And how can we grab, get the, the hand of the child and walk together? So with this in mind, knowing that acoger the dreams, to, uh, to embrace the dreams of the young people, then we can understand when in paragraph 65, Pope Francis warns us of giving pre-packaged answers prepackaged answers, meaning that then we see the reality and we create whatever we think is gonna be better for them. In, 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 in this same paragraph, Pope Francis says, have, have the capacity to see pathways where others only see walls, and to recognize potential where others only see peril. Another example of this, we find it on 234, where Pope Francis says that we need to have um, propuestas pastorales. Propuestas pastorales is translated into pastoral activities. But propuesta, un, a propuesta pastoral has nothing to do with activities, but more with processes. 
I read the document, both English and Spanish, several times, several times, and I was struggling with this. So I decided to call some friends from Latin America, some young people who are very well trained and I met through the process of the Postinodal Forum. And I told them, when you think of propuestas pastorales, what is that for you? And both of them told me the same. They said, from different parts, they said, a propuesta pastoral is a process. It's always a process. It's not an activity. It's a process in which you recognize the human dignity of the one you serve. And it's always a holistic process. It does not have a beginning and an end. It's cyclical, and it follows. So when we in Latin America think on processes, we know that it always starts with the people and from the people. And so whatever is our response to them, it has to come from them. It's not a series of activities. It's not just a series of events. And so Pope Francis talks about this, about ministry in our parishes and ministry with the young people. He says, what can be propuestas pastorales? He's not saying, what is a series of activities you can put on your, your calendar in order to attend to the people? So we see that it's about processes, not activities. Pope Francis talks about people-centered processes. And people-centered processes do not fit in boxes. The, the Latin American methodology we see, to see, to see is to do an assessment of the reality, to discern, to pray with the people, to act, to have propuestas pastorales that respond to the reality of the people with the people, not from our offices. So I hope that in the future, we can too see Christos Vivet as an affirmation to our ministry. Thank you. Thank you.